Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. You guys already know what the deal is. We are the best sports podcast in Pennsylvania. Now, I get it today. Today, uh, it's Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Philadelphia, stand up. You know, I'm from Philly. We love it here right now. We got, we got the birds in the Super Bowl today, but we're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. We already did a breakdown of that. We're going to talk about that outcome tomorrow, especially when the Eagles win. Hopefully they win. But today, I want to talk about UFC 284 and fights to make after because we got a lot of question marks here on what we're going to do going forward. And I understand a lot of people probably aren't going to listen to this podcast today, but I like doing these type of uh, things when the fights are fresh in your brain. When you, you, you watched them again, you saw them, you get your breakdown of the fight and who you think they should make. So we got that today. And uh, we had a hell of an event. Hell of an event. UFC 284 did not disappoint. I thought it was going to be a stinker card, to be honest with you guys. We talked about that. And, man, it, it was it was a great, great fight. Right from the beginning. There, there wasn't a bad fight on this main event. The undercards were even pretty good, but man, this main event <clears throat> started off right away. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Menafield, unbelievable fight. Unbelievable fight. Menafield was whooping Crute up and down. And Crute came back. I thought he did enough to win the fight, but it was a split draw. So uh, it was a good fight. Live bet we were looking at, I had uh, a Menafield. I had Menafield winning it. Live bet Jimmy Crute was plus 900. At the end of the fight, he was minus 210. It was crazy. We were sitting there like, wow, we should have put a buck on him. But thankfully, we didn't. It was a draw. But, man, that was a great fight. We had two heavyweights pop off, Justin Taffa and Parker Porter. Man, Justin Taffa, that guy's a problem. Um, again, his record's not really that great, but Wow. That man has some power in his hands, and he's quick, can move. He's from New Zealand, like his 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 uh, native brother, Tua. He he's gonna be he's gonna be up there. He's gonna be good with him. But I'm not really worried about either of those guys. I couldn't give you any fights to make for them on mid tier fighters like them. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna talk about them. We're gonna talk about the final three fights though. We had three performance of the nights. First one was Australian native Jack Della Madalana. Knockout. Knockout of the night. Knocked out Randy Brown. Now, if you guys follow me on, on my bets, here's my lock pick. Knockout win. Not, n- lock pick. If you guys don't follow me yet, make sure you guys follow the brand new Stoop Life Patron. I post on Twitter at picks. I post them on our group. And then I have a new link for the Patron. But on the group Patron... He was my lock for knockout. We went against the money lines. We went 10-1-1. One, one. We only lost the first fight of the night of a guy who was minus 509 who they robbed him. He should have won the fight. Uh, and then we lost because of the draw. We did eight total finishes, finish types. We went 4-4 four and four on those. And other bets we had, we had like, for example, Islam and Volk. We had over 3.5. That hit. We had Yair. And Emmett under two and a half. That hit. Uh, we went. We hit four of those. Overall, we had a great day. 
So if you followed it and you took some of our bets, man, I'm telling you, you want some money. I don't bet like crazy, like hundred dollars a bet, something like that. My little little baby bets just keep me going. But I want I want a good amount. I probably profited about uh 100, 250. So I won about 135 bucks off of fifteen dollar bet bets, give or take, which was great. Um I only didn't bet more because I I wasn't really too familiar with a lot of these guys on here. I haven't really bet a lot of them. Um the like like I talk about those Tafel fight, I, I didn't really know it. The undercards didn't really know it. I pretty much put all my money on the main three fights. So we're going to get back to it. We got Jack Della Madalana. Unbelievable knockout. This guy looked phenomenal. His hands are great. This guy just, he don't lose. I, I don't even remember what his fight streak is right now. But, I mean, I I think it's like 12 or 13 now. He's, he's, he's up there for UFC. When he came into the ring, we thought, wow, I don't think I ever remember Madalana losing. I don't, I don't ever see him losing. So for him, it's about time he got some respect on his name. He's on pretty much every Volkanovski card, and he never gets fully respected because he's on the undercard. This guy is phenomenal. You know, he rocked him, got the submission. I said knockout line, meant submission of the night. Got a submission. He was phenomenal. Fights for him to make. We, we can talk about a lot of fights here. A lot of fights, but let's talk about the guy he called out. After the fight, the press conference, he called out Patty Pimblett. Said he wants to knock his ass out. Never knew I wanted to see that, but I want to see it. I want Patty to get it. I think uh, it would be a step down in competition for for Madalana. But, hey, it'd be a Conor McGregor type of fight where you get your name out there because the fans know who Patty is. So I feel like it would be a good fight for him to do. But more theoretical fights. He needs a fight in the top 15. You can get him a lot of guys. I think he should get number 13 ranked Neil Magny. I think he's open. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a fight. He just came off a loss to Burns. So they're basically on like the same time path. He's number 13. He still should be in the top 15 even though he lost. But I think that's a good fight for him to make. Good matchup. Stylistically for both guys. It's a matchup. Good fight. I'd like to see it. Uh, we have another guy out there. Number 14 ranked Michael Pereira. Sean Brady was supposed to fight him, and he got knocked out of his fight. That fight is March 25th. But Michael Pereira could be a number, another guy for him to fight. I don't know if he can make that March 25th date or if Pereira would move it back a little bit and they could fight in, like, April, maybe May, depending on the, the health status of Jack. But I think he should be fine. A couple other guys we got for him. We got, you know, possibly number 15, Lee Jingliang. Or number 12, Michael Tiza. I get, like, I don't know if they have fights. I think they might be fighting each other, but if they're not, one of them would be a perfect matchup for a guy like Jack. Uh, they're, Lee is a guy that's more rising. Tiza's kind of guy that's in the middle there, so I think a Tiza fight will be a little bit better for Jack. What about number nine, Vicente Luque? Lost two in a row. He lost to Neil. He lost to Bilal. He's on the skid. Big good fight for the UFC right there. You get Bilal, I mean not Bilal, Luque versus a riser. You never know. One of them might not make it. One of them might be out. So I don't know. I think that's a good matchup. We got a lot of great potential fights for Jack, Della, Madalena. Be on the lookout for him because he's going to be, my guy's going to be around for a little bit of while. You're going to be knowing his name for a while. So be on the lookout for that. Next up, we got, we got 
Yair Rodriguez. Hell of a fight. Third Mexican champ in the UFC. Second one right now. Him and Moreno at the same time. Good for UFC. Good for the international fighters to see Yair win. Yair's, Yair's a problem. Yair is a problem. This guy is versatile. He had strikes from all over the place. He had takedown blocks, takedown attempts. He landed 58% of his strikes. He used his length, especially his legs, to keep Eminem away. At the end of the day, submission win by Yair, which was phenomenal. 66 strikes to 17 strikes landed for Yair. One submission attempt, one submission success. A lot of people forget how good Yair is. Yair is now the interim title champ in the featherweight division. There's only one fight for him. Only one fight for him. Volkanovski. But what if Volkanovski doesn't want to fight? He wants to take his talents elsewhere, which he possibly could, or tag is the fight to make. So I think 100% Yair versus Volk is the fight to make. Make that shit in Mexico like Yair is asking for. And put the belts together. But I don't know. We don't know what Volk's going to do here. We, we got a lot of question marks on what Volk is going to do and what he should do. But Yair versus Volk is the fight to make. I think UFC should book that now. And if Volk decides that he wants to do something else, let's get that rematch with Ortega. Questionable wasn't a rematch, to be honest with you. Ortega got hurt in the original fight. But it would be a rematch. But... I think that'd be a great fight to watch. You got two guys that are very stylistic matchups against each other. They hit each other from every angle. Be a great fight to make. Either way, Yair is officially the featherweight interim title champ. Hell of a performance. Stock went way up. Stock went way up. So he, he's going to get another, another uh, great fight here. Now let's talk about stocks that went up. In the UFC, when you lose... 9 out of 10 times, 9.9 times out of 10, your stock does not go up. Volkanovski's stock went up tonight. He proved that he could fight at a bigger division, being a by far smaller guy, against someone as skilled grappling as Islam Makachev. Nobody gets out of the grapples of Islam. Alexander Volkanovsky did. No one stuffs the takedowns like Alexander did. He stuffed four of them. He even tried to get four himself. They were kind of like push-off things, but he tried them. Phenomenal. Volkanovsky outstruck Islam 164 to 95. He was by far the more active fighter. He threw 255 total strikes compared to 135 from Islam. The difference for the fight here was Islam was pressuring and Islam had more ground control. He had seven minutes of ground control compared to two and a half, which is crazy that he even had some against Islam, which was phenomenal. We, we got to break this down. Though. Round one. Round one was a hell of a round. Islam, 18 to 14 in strikes. He had a takedown. I think the takedown was the difference in that round. I think if uh, Islam doesn't take him down at the end of that round, 
it could have went either way. I probably would have leaned towards Volk because I feel like he was more effective with some of the shots that he landed. More power strikes, I should say. But round one, Islam. Round two, 30 to 30 strikes. 44 to 48 uh, strikes thrown. There was another takedown by Volkanas, by Islam. But Islam got stunned. A lot of people gave the round to Volkanovski. I gave the round to Volkanovski. I had it 1-1 going into three. Round three was one of the, f- the fights that... Phenomenal round. Stats don't tell you the proper thing. Islam outstruck Volk 20-19. Volk outthrew him 43-26. to There was one for three takedowns on Volk. And let me tell you something. He stunned him twice. I gave the round to Volkanovski. I had it 2-1. to one. Round four... Round four was a whooping. Now, this is the round that if you, if you look at and you didn't actually watch the fight, you think Volkanovski dominated him. He outstruck him 49-19. Islam took him down, had his back the whole fight, the whole round, and Islam was just pounding him in the back. Now, that's the one the judges are like, all right, are you questioning the fact that he's holding him down? Or are you giving the guy credit for landing the strikes and the other guy's not doing nothing? I gave the round to... Uh, Islam, just because I feel like he was winning the, the grappling positions even though he was getting hit. But it could have went either way. Could have went either way. Round five was the, the, the changer. I, I thought Volkanovski whooped his ass in round five. I, I thought he won that, that round five. He, he secured the win for me. Three to two, even though he lost. He had struck him in the final. 52 to eight. He threw 72 to 16. Islam didn't even he, he didn't even get a takedown. He's 0 for 2. Volkanovski knocked Islam down. He almost knocked him out. Which was phenomenal. The fact that Volkanovski was able to go up and do this to Islam was phenomenal. Especially the fact that Islam ran through Charles, who was phenomenal. So if we sit here and talk about your stock going up, Yair, better watch out for Volkanovski if he comes back down and fights him. He's going to be a heavy favorite. Even though Yair had a hell of a performance, Alexander Volkanovsky is a great. Put, he lost a 22-fight win streak, but he put on a hell of a show. Now, after the fight, Volk was saying he thought he won the fight, and he wants a rematch. Now, we look at, at Volk. There's not a lot of options for Volk here. You either possibly get a rematch with Islam, or you do what we all think you should do and go down and fight Yair for the title. However, before the fight, Volk was talking about moving up to lightweight. So if he moves up to lightweight, there's a lot of guys that he could possibly fight if he wants to stay in that division. So he could do a lot. He could do a lot of things. He could fight all the guys that we're going to mention for Islam here. He could fight all of them. Will he? I don't know. We'll see. But I think the right move to make for him is a Yair title fight. Unify the belt. Now we got Islam. Going to do a Volk rematch? It's on the table. Why not? People loved it. Promote it a little bit more. He might make it a little better. Pound for pound, one and two again. Until John Jones gets his win next month. The guy I think he should fight is if Benal Darius wins against Charles Oliveira, he's the fight to make. 
He's the fight they make. That guy has been long overdue for a title shot. They keep screwing him over and over and over again. He's on an eight-fight win streak. If he beats Charles, it'll be nine. He's won four straight fight of the nights or performance of the nights awards. This guy's an animal. This guy's good at everything. He's one of them guys that'll ground and pound you as well. So it would be more of a wrestling match, Islam versus Darius. But I think Darius is one of them guys that could beat him. He's one of them guys that don't give a fuck who's in front of him. He doesn't care what you have. He doesn't give a shit. He trains and he gets better. And that's what he's done. So if he goes in there and beats Charles Oliveira, that's the fight to make. But that's a big question mark because Charles Oliveira ain't, ain't no slouch. So what other options does he have? If we stick in that division, he could possibly fight Rafael Fizev, who's on a seven-fight win streak with four knockouts. He fights Justin Gaethje, though. So if he beats Justin Gaethje, why not give him a title shot? He's got to beat Justin Gaethje first, though. Other guys, we got if Charles and Justin Gaethje win, you already beat them. Everybody knows their name, though. They might get a title shot. I don't want to see it. What about Dustin Poirier? One of the only guys on the list of welterweight, uh, lightweight fights that don't have a fight right now. I think Islam will run through him. But it's a common opponent between him and Khabib. We can see, we can match him up against him, see how he is compared to his, uh, his coach there. Everybody knows Dustin. Everybody likes Dustin. Everybody be rooting for Dustin. I think Islam will kill him, though. Possibly. We'll see. What about Connor? Connor has a fight. He's supposed to fight Michael Chandler. But what if Connor beats Michael Chandler and Islam doesn't have a fight yet? Same thing. Common opponent. Money, money, money. I think it's an easy fight for Islam. Why not? I do think if Connor beats Michael Chandler, he's going to get a title shot. And he's going to. So is it going to be against Islam for his first one, next fight, or is it going to be after that? I don't know. We'll see. Before the fight, Islam was also talking about possibly moving up to welterweight. Does he want to be the next guy to go get two belts? He fits in the welterweight division very well. Body type, size, strength, everything. It's a welterweight body. So we could see him possibly fighting Usman Leon winner. I don't know who's going to win that fight. They fight in London in a couple months. But, hey. Why not? I, I personally would love to see Usman versus Islam. I think that would be a hell of a fight. And even Leon versus Islam would be a hell of a fight. Islam versus Usman would be more views, I think. But uh, Islam versus Leon Leon would be one hell of a matchup. One hell of a matchup. Because you got a guy that can do kicks, everything is great. Versus Islam, I think it would be a hell of a fight. But the fight to make here for Islam is very murky. Very murky. He has a lot of options, which is going to be good. I think he's going to say um, which one's available the soonest I'm ready. Um, so, like, we have to see the medical suspensions because he got some damage in that fight. He's probably not going to be allowed to fight for a couple months. So, maybe he'll be able to fight Darius. Maybe it'll be Fizev or Poirier. But as for Islam, hell of a fight, hell of a performance, I think, uh, he showed why he's top one, two, three, pound for pound in the UFC. But going forward, we know what we get. Volk kind of made him look beatable, but that's just how good Volk is. 
Now, Islam Makachev is the first guy in UFC history to beat two guys back-to-back with 10-plus win streaks. And both of them were ranked one or two pound-for-pound at the time he beat them. So anybody that wants to fight Islam Makachev, good luck. He's a hell of a fighter. It's going to be tough to beat him. But that's fights to make. Uh, Again, guys, if you want... Make sure you tune in to all of our podcasts. We do our bets. We make our bet picks on the group, on our Patron. Join. You can get some wins, win some money. So tune in. Enjoy it. Hope you guys loved it. We'll catch y'all later.